Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Per Beautiful podcast. At the time I'm recording this, it's shortly after Thanksgiving and I've been thinking about the story of Tisquantum, also known as Squanto. And as I reflect on his life and I reflect on the nature of stories and the stories that we tell, I feel like there is a narrative thread that maybe runs through certain parts of our overall society that goes something like this. Squanto was enslaved, taken over to Europe, then he made it back, found that everybody had died, but he knew how to speak English and therefore was able to help save the pilgrims. Hallelujah. And I think there is an element of being able to say, on the one hand, this is on some surface level, a true story in the sense that the Lord did provide a person who could speak English, who knew very well that both how to hunt and farm in the new world, which had a growing climate and environment really entirely unlike what the pilgrims were used to, uh, the, the nature of the Gulf Stream and the overall temperate cl- climate there in England and the Netherlands is very different than New England here <laughs> in the New World. But if you think about this story from Squanto's point of view, to the extent that any of us can, you think here was a person that he trusted who kidnapped him, Captain Hunt kidnapped him, took him across the ocean, something like several thousand miles, sold him into slavery when he was eventually freed and managed to somehow work his way back to the new world, then he shows up expecting all along. I mean, you can imagine how he's held out hope that he's about to see his beloved family and friends again. And instead he gets to the new world and which was for him, his homeland and goes and finds that there is nobody there. And you know, you think about the human pathos of this story, and it's so intense to imagine just the the grief. And I think there's a part even where it's like, why was I not here to comfort you? Like, I would have happily died with you, beloved family members. Like, why am I the only one left? And you can imagine what it would be like to go off and try to find a new group to join with because we are communal people. And yet that sense of always being a little bit on the outside, like I don't have the inside jokes that the rest of you do. I don't have the shared memories. And then to say, okay, and now here's some settlers who live on the place where I grew up, farming the fields that my people had cleared, taking advantage of the work that we had done to beat back the wilderness. And I will help them, but I don't necessarily have, they're not my people. Like I don't have a deep affinity for them. And, and so I think there is a part, even as we listen to stories, there's an element of saying, we get to see one side, right? We see our side and we can, we can maybe celebrate what the Lord has done from our perspective, but there's always the other person's side as well. And so Lord, I am asking that you would give us the ability to see, um, not just our own perspective, Lord, that you would give us the empathy and the care and that you would give us the, 
the open mind to be able to determine what it is that you are speaking, what it is that other people are feeling. And Lord, that we would not settle for simplistic stories that don't actually reflect the real depth of humanity that's involved. And so, Lord, I thank you so much that in in your word that you don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> Lord, I think about how um, when we read the interaction of you, Jesus, with the centurion, how uh, when the centurion says, you know, come and heal my servant, that Jesus, you were like, okay, let's go. Because you understood that you were a subjected person and that the centurion was in many ways the overlord. And although he was so gracious and was like, no, no, I understand authority. You just need to come. Lord, the reality is that is, it's intense, Lord, that you were, you were a part of what, of a culture that was Im- that was under um, subjection. And so, Lord, I thank you for the ways that you walk with us, that you are not uh, surprised by what happens in our lives and that you care about actually the intricate details of our lives. So, Lord, we come to you and we say thank you that you um, go before us, that you understand the, the needs that we have. You understand the emotions. You understand the depth of pain. You understand oftentimes the, the different maybe fears or um, just challenges that we face. And so we come to you as, <laughs> with, I guess, hearts and hands full of thanksgiving that you truly do understand and that we don't have to walk through this world without um, you to to guide and comfort us and that you comfort us because you've experienced the grief that it is to be human. So Jesus, thank you in your precious name. Amen.